0: Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Bite Size Podcast. I'm your host Clayton at Clayton AFC on Twitter, joined by my co-host at FPL Nima. How are you doing?
1: Yeah, happy Friday, mate. Uh, looking happy forward Friday. to the weekend. And obviously, we play on the Monday night, so yep. we'll know how kind of uh, City and Liverpool have done first. Which is yeah, uh,
0: exactly. Who have Liverpool cause got it's... again? Because City have Man United, right?
1: Yeah. So I think they've put away at Nottingham Forest.
0: Do you know what? You never know. With injuries. They have a lot
1: of injuries, right? Like the, the team they rolled out for the FA Cup just yesterday or two days ago, whenever it was, there was like no one on the bench from the attacking players. Like everyone yeah. was out, Darwin, Jota, Salah.
0: <clears throat> you never know. That, that you could be know. a banana skin game. Do you know what? It's really frustrating me because you, you know me, right? I'm a proper stats guy. And like you're seeing all the kind of expected versus actual data doing yeah. the rounds at the minute. And it's like Liverpool should not be where they are. Um, It's so so
1: frustrating, yeah.
0: Yeah, so hoping that uh, their bubble bursts a little bit and then it's just a two-horse race between us and City. But let's just do what we can. Obviously, like you said, we're going to Sheffield United on Monday. I'm potentially going to be there. Um, I've had a message from someone saying they're looking for me to get a ticket. So I'll know uh by tomorrow whether i'm going or not Uh, i've never been to bramwell lane so that'll be quality but um, before we do get into it obviously shout out uncle mike who's in the chat morning lads and uh, i just want to say i hope everyone's listening on podcast not youtube because i've gone clean shaven and i regret it (laughs) instantaneously i look about 14 years old and i don't like it but
1: (laughs) i was just thinking you look like you're about to go do your a-level
0: exams or something (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just taking now uh, where taking when area out of the squad, just stick me in. I look about 14 years old right now. But yeah, so it's um, funny. I guess, yeah, so good doing what we usually do predicted lineups and stuff. Uh, the team against Newcastle was obviously Raya White, Saliba, Gabriel, and Kivio. Jorginho came in to partner Rice and Odegaard in midfield, and the front three was Martinelli, Havertz, and Saka. But on the injury front, the noises are positive, like. Timber's in full training, even though he won't be in the matchday squad on Monday. Party has been deemed available because he's done two consecutive sessions. Uh, Zinche- to quote Arteta, Zinchenko and Tomiyasu are possible, but we have to wait and see, especially with the last two sessions that we have on Saturday and Sunday. If that's the case, they might be available on Monday. So if they train well tomorrow, Sunday, you never know. Uh, Jesus, Mikel said he doesn't expect him to be to feature for 90 minutes, but he could be involved from kickoff. Um so it's all something oh. positive. like, And suddenly, you look at that squad. And I said in one of the group chats we're in, like, there's going to be some really talented people that miss out on the matchday squad when everyone's fit. So I think it will be interesting to see how he manages the squad over the next couple of games, Sheffield United away and then Brentford at home. I think that's a two games where if we're winning comfortably, like I think he'll flex the squad quite a lot, but what do you think he'll go with starting 11-wise? Do you think it will be Jesus from the off or Trossard or Havertz? Like we're spoilt for choice right now. Yes,
1: yeah, so that's a good question. I think for the predictions for the Burnley match, um, on, sorry, not Burnley, she- Sheffield United match on a uh, Monday, <laughs> I, I, I I feel so bad. I treat all these relegation candidates the same. They're all just teams that I don't expect to see next year in the league. But um. No offence to them. I'm sorry, guys. So Sheffield United, I, I just kind of feel like maybe this game still comes a little bit too early. can cons- just Just for any of those players oh, who okay. are coming back. Yeah, so part of me feels that someone like, say, Kivior, I just don't see how he won't start again. Like to yeah. kind of reward him for what we've seen. You know, Mikel's done the interview about him saying, you know... We've been hard on him, not letting him play. And then when he's played, he's has to play in a position he's never played in his career. Like, it's taken some time, but it feels like we have a player there now. And it's really nice to see the fans getting behind him. And
0: yeah, it's good I to actually see met him the other day. In my, in I was going to ask park.
1: Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> what happened there? There's a selfie was, of you with him.
0: Yeah, I was, um, I'll, I'll stick it on the on our podcast twitter account yeah um, yeah definitely do. it's not definitely the best photo which is why i've not shared it but basically i was just walking in my local park and um i was like to myself in my head is that Jakub Kevio? and then uh, a classic like awkward fan going up I, just, I took my headphones i think he could see i was about to approach him because the way i took my headphones out oh is that are you Jacob you... <laughs> like. He's like, yes. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm a big Arsenal <laughs> fan. Can I get a photo, please? And then took a photo and I was just like, oh, you're playing brilliantly at the minute. But he just did not look like he gave a shit. Um, yeah, <laughs> he, I think he, he, he's probably like not too confident, I guess, on the language yet. Either, he seemed right? very, yeah, like I wouldn't say moody, but like he seemed quite like in his own bubble sort of thing and even like he was walking his dogs with his girlfriend so I felt kind of bad interrupting anyway but like I'll always be like that I think I'll always be a little fangirl whenever I see an Arsenal player um, so yeah I think that... I,
1: would. I would I wouldn't I would be able to hold myself back from asking for the photo it would be too difficult for me
0: right? Yeah, uh, I think the like the worst that they can say is no right so um yeah, but yeah I'll, and, and I'll most, the most of them
1: are okay so most of them seem to be open to it as long as you're yeah. like a real
0: fan and stuff I think that's the thing it was like two o'clock on a Wednesday afternoon like uh, th- there was no one in the park and I felt like oh, it's okay like I think it's always different when you see them like playing with their kids and like in intimate settings and or, stuff, like I but... see people go up to people like they're in a restaurant eating at a table yeah you like, up, I like, wouldn't do that lead the way
1: through their course while they're t- cutting up the steak yeah and...
0: <laughs> the, a, the area I live is um there's a few people there though because I, I saw Ryan Mason in a restaurant um and that was after we beat Liverpool and I was in my Arsenal jumper and like, i could see him looking at me in the window and i really wanted to give him some but i was like nah he's having dinner with his wife don't be a prick um yeah don't be that and, guy but i might have to come to your area and start yeah, scouting mate, football players there's, um and there's a there's a celebrity barber that his barber shop's like around the corner so i think that's where all of them go because i've seen a lot of the arsenal academy lot there as well so um yeah okay. anyway tangent uh, boring but yeah no that's still, that's still pretty
1: cool that you got to see yakov give you we'll definitely put the photo up guys so check out on the twitter but um yeah in terms of that i just yeah for me it's this idea that i still feel that even though they're all almost back you remember i said like i think maybe a couple weeks ago i was like i just felt that there was something inside me telling me that a lot of these players could have played in this yeah, period if we really saved. wanted but they're being saved for like the more important games where we broke down last year so with kind of the information we have now that Chelsea have to kind of obviously avoid the game against us in oh, what shit, would have been yeah, a few that weeks. Been
0: postponed now, yeah, yeah,
1: so we're gonna have a massive break. So once we play on a March I think it's March twelfth, we don't play again till March thirty first. So with the international break and the game now no longer there on March. There's 16th, no reason to rush there's a twenty day gap. So I'm kinda yeah. like, Wait, we play like two Premier League games in March and like we play City on the thirty first, sure, but like, we're here on March 1st today. This game's on March 4th. We play one more game. Yeah. So it's almost like just throw it all against Porto, put the whole body out there, put your lives yeah. on the line,
0: and then you and know you've got like up. two and a half weeks. That's a really good point. I hadn't thought of it like that. In my head, I was like, oh, I wonder if he's gearing them up to get back for Porto. But maybe it is a case with that postponement of he's just looking at City. And like, even against Porto, sure, have the likes of Jesus, Zinchenko, Tomiyasu Party in the squad. But back to the starting eleven, the combination of the starting eleven that's been playing recently, and just have them almost treat it as like from City away, that's a block of however many games it will be, like eight to ten, like just everyone fit and firing from that point. That will be congested
1: as hell, yeah, because in April now, yeah. especially the way if we it go through. Like it's gonna land, yeah. If we go through, God, the way it looks like it's gonna land now is we're going to have to potentially play Chelsea on the Thursday night and play Tottenham in the North London Derby on the Sunday. I've seen that, yeah. And so that, that squad going to be so key then.
0: Yeah, it's a really <laughs> good point. So with that in mind, what what lineup do you think he'll go yeah, with? Yeah, so Monday with then? that in
1: mind, um, so I think he sticks with, the, the obviously, the back four. So Key B-O, Gabriel Saliba White and Raya in goal. Um, I feel like Jorginho, I, I, I want to say he starts because it, okay. se- it seems like Trossard had a bit of a knock. So I think, oh, does he? yeah, so I almost feel like it is like the exact same 11 again, because they would have had like an eight day break since the last match. Yeah. So they've had such a long break that it's like,
0: why would any of them need to not start? Right? Like, I just do don't you know, know especially if Trossard's got a knock. Do you have any information about that? That's not. Like, that's yeah, the first time a, I'm hearing about the Trossard knock. Yeah.
1: Let me have a look at what the quote said. Exactly. I'm just on premier because injuries.
0: If, um, well, like I said, that's news to me. And, uh, My starting 11, well, not my starting 11, my predicted 11 would be uh, Trossard in for Jorginho and kind of back to the same system that played against Burnley and West Ham with Trossard and Havertz interchanging. Just because I don't, as much as we've had the eight day rest, I don't think this is a game we need Jorginho in. I think Jorginho comes in tactically for some of the big games, like where we kind of need to control the tempo. He allows Rice Mm. to go on and suffocate high up. Um, I just don't think we'll need that against Sheffield United at all. But if Trossard has a knock, then yeah, that changes things.
1: Yeah, so it's not on Premier Injuries. So it might be that it was more of one of the. Was rumors. it a Twitter rumor? Yeah, maybe that okay. it wasn't like an official quote from Arteta himself, but it was so I've, some kind I've of. I've read through like
0: Arteta's press conference and he didn't say anything about that. So personally, I wouldn't put any weight in that. If it's just, yeah, unless right, it's from I'm like a, a an actual ITK, um, I wouldn't. Of reading into that personally, yeah. I don't see anything recent. Nima's scaremongering the Arsenal fan base. We've got a fit squad and he's trying to shit on it. <laughs> we are,
1: we are. But now, I think long term, what I expect to see though, so just one thing I will add is I do yeah. think that Party will get minutes off the bench on Monday. So I'm so pretty confident that he will not start, but that he will come on. Um, in terms of him being ready for Porto home. I do wonder if the plan is to have him ready to start that game, as you said, like get some of these players ready to start. So I feel like one of him or Jorginho is going to start that game at home against Porto. I just don't know which yeah. one. Um,
0: but yeah, go on for this one. What what are you
1: committing? Yeah, to for this, for this one record? I'm just going for the eleven. Yeah, the eleven that we played last week with the eight okay. day break. Yeah, sure. the one on sure. screen. So, Martinelli, Havertz up front, Saka, Jorginho, Rice, Odegaard, and then keep your keeping his place. I just I just feel it still comes a bit too early, and there's just no need. Like we've got to where we have with 25 goals scored and three conceded yeah. or something in February with this squad. Like the other guys rushing back for Sheffield United, it just like no disrespect to Sheffield United, but it just does not feel like the kind of game where we need to rush them back in
0: for. Yeah, it. I am. Um, I think similar. There, there's part of me that thinks Smith Rowe could get a start. Um, and instead of Trossard coming in, it could oh, be instead S- of Trossard yeah. and Havertz interchanging. Um, just because I think he's been getting more minutes off the bench. And I feel like either... Let me put it this way. I would not be surprised if if at Sheffield United away or Brentford at home, Smith-Rowe gets a start. I'm just not sure which one. But for the sake of this, my predicted 11 is I think Trossard will come back in for Jorginho. And I think it will be Raya White, Saliba, Gabriel Kivio, uh, Odegaard, Rice, Havertz, and then Saka, Trossard, Martinelli. Uh, And I think our bench is going to look unbelievable. We'll have Party Trossard... Sorry, party Jesus on there. Uh, Vieira's potentially back in the squad. And I think it's like the knock on impact of having these people back is the ability to kind of rotate people and take people off early, keep the, f- the legs fresh. So I'm really excited to see how we manage the squad over Sheffield United away, Brentford at home, Porto at home, because I think this is one where we're going to be able to flex it. Like I, I kind of forgot how strong our squad is when it's fully fit and not everyone's even back yet. So. And I'm mad. It's just crazy,
1: isn't it? Like, I think in 2024, our expected goal difference is like 1.9, and like the next team along is like five or six. You that's mean the expected goals against, or? I think it's the difference. So it's the expected okay. goals minus the expected goals conceded. So, hmm. like, so I think, ev- like, we have the smallest expected goal difference. We also have the smallest expected goals against. I don't think we had the most expected goals for. But we're like really? one off away from it, like oh, like wow. for the whole season though. Like oh, for the whole season. Up, oh, yeah, sure. we've caught up a lot of ground, but yeah. In, in February, obviously scoring twenty five goals and conceding three yeah. has really boosted our goal difference up there. But, yeah. but our expected goal difference is like the best in twenty twenty four just since January in like all of Europe's top five leagues. I think it's equal with one team in Europe, Inter Milan. Oh. Yeah, they're which are, like obviously well. defensive giants, right? Like. The Italian defenses are always famous, and uh, yeah. our defense is on par with that right now. So, I'm really like,
0: given all of the stats you've said, I'm really intrigued by score predictions for this week. Because even outside of Arsenal circles, I feel like a lot of people are the, the general conversation is like, how many is it going to be? So, before we get to that, let's just quickly mm-hmm. go through Sheffield United's lineup versus Wolves. Where, did you see they had that little scrap? I forgot who the players were, but I it saw was two like players Dyer going, and in a video. Yeah,
1: I literally saw them start like, Hitting each other, and the ref had yeah. to come and be like, "What are you
0: doing?" Like every just... everything is not good at Sheffield United. Like I, I, I wish I had it in front of me to. I wanted to see when the last time they won a game was. Uh, oh yeah, they beat Luton uh, away a couple. Of weeks yeah, that ago, was a before, shock but... win. I remember yeah. that. Yeah, it like slapped them out of nowhere. But before that, in the league, I'm scrolling back to the 9th of December where they beat Brentford. Like it's not great, but yeah, for the podcast listeners on the screen. I mean, there's a few names in here. I know I'm not even going to pronounce. I'm going to be like full Paul Merson, but <laughs> in goal, Grovich, uh, back three of Robinson, Trusty, and Ahmed Hadzic, uh, wing backs of LaRucci and Bogle, uh, midfield three of Hammer, D'Souza, Costa, and Norwood, and then up front, obviously, Brewster and McAtee. And like they may change it. They may go like 5 4 1 or something rather than the kind of 3 5 2. But either way, I think. This is a game where it's, in my opinion, turn up, play your football and the rest should take care of itself. Like they are poor, like so poor. I'll be able to find it now if you give me two seconds. But in terms of how many they've conceded, 66 goals conceded this season. Just in the league, right? Just in the league. Like that's absurd. They could, uh, I don't think it will happen, but could they concede 100 goals in a domestic campaign? You never know.
1: Like it's it's a bit of a stretch from here, but it could thirty-four if they goals collapse. to
0: concede in twelve games—it's not outrageous. Three goals a game, you know they, they might. <laughs> so, with that in mind, how many do you think we'll start with? That is
1: disgusting for them recently. Um, I just feel like for us, it's going to be another walk in the park. I don't want to be too confident, but that you—you you don't deserve to win Premier League titles if you can't win at Sheffield United. You've let in sixty-six goals. This season in the Premier League. Um, so yeah, with that in mind, I'd really like to get an away clean sheet here. I was frustrated that we lost the one against Newcastle. Um, I'm gonna go for four nil to the Arsenal. Yeah.
0: That's my prediction. I'm yeah. going similar. I'm going five 0 I think. I feel clean. like it's gonna be
1: a very big number. Yeah.
0: Mate, hey, I honestly think, like you know, people spoke about the Newcastle first half as like complete dominance. I think it will be like that, but sustained over ninety. I don't think. I putting it out there. I think there's a possibility Sheffield United don't have a shot on target. I think there's a possibility they break records for least number of touches in our box and stuff. Like I think it will be that level of dominance. That type and, of game. Yeah. Wow. And I, yeah, I think it could be a cricket score. Uh, I'm going five nil, and yeah, I think it will happen quite early in the game as well and will really, really flex the squad. Um, So that's what I'm
1: hoping, that it's like a runaway with the game and then those players like, say, the Tomiyasu or the Zinchenko, Party Jesus, they're all coming in off the bench. They're getting some minutes in their legs. They're preparing for Porto and Brentford. Then there's a break where we plan for Man City. It feels like there's two parts of the season left now in my head. You have this chunk before the international break. And then, as you said, the chunk that comes in April after... The mad city game so it's like we need to really just keep going and i think one i saw a quote from i think it was ben white actually so there's talks that he's like agreed a new contract and he said he wants to stay at the club doesn't want to be anywhere else he loves the club and all that hasn't been announced yet but it seems that he's done the contract yeah. extension now within that they were talking to him and he said you know what good he was like it's basically useless if we go and win at the etihad but then drop points in the other games he goes yeah. so right now we're just focused on winning every single game. Like it's like the game in front of you is what matters. Like yeah, I they, they, I assume they were asking him about. You said like, they got biology. so used to winning, right? <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. So it's like that's what they need to be doing just, just winning and winning and winning, just breeding this culture of winning. Um, you can't be not looking at the next three matches we have because you're like, oh, I'm gonna prepare for Man City. Oh my God, we're going to the Etihad. Like, what happens will happen there. But it's no good. You could pull out the best performance we've ever done yet had in like my recent memory. But if you're then dropping points in other matches like against Brentford or getting knocked out against Porto, like those oh, are still going to bring We did bring earlier, you
0: down. West Ham, Fulham both times. So, yeah, yeah, see, if
1: you're doing things like that, if we continue to do that this season, then that hurts. Now, having looked at the fixture run, this might be a bit of a bold claim. Okay, but cool. I don't think in the next 12 games that in the Premier League, by the way, just Premier League, I don't think in the next 12 Premier League games that we lose more than two games, you know. Well, there's only 12 games left, so... Uh... <laughs> yeah, but still, but, but but two losses in 12, that, that's what I'm saying, that's the maximum I think we will lose in okay. the Prem, And that it's includes it's... games against City, at Etihad, United at Old Trafford, playing Tottenham North London away. Derby, Aston Villa, uh, there's some big games in there, but I just, based on how we are right now, and with everyone coming back into the fold from injuries, I honestly feel that like we, we can go like all the way to the last few weekends. For I mean, what we it's worth I,
0: I do agree and I find it interesting. You know, you know everyone's talking about the run-ins and you've probably seen the graphic yourself of like the Arsenal Liverpool City's run ins like side by side. I do think, like granted, we've got some tough fixtures, but I think people are really over Playing just how like myself included a couple of weeks ago, like, I think I was like, oh, Liverpool have an easy run in. But then I was looking at some of the fixtures like Forest away this week. I think that is a banana skin. They then okay granted Brighton at home, Sheffield United at home. You'd expect them to dispatch them. But then like Man United away, you never know like what time you're playing them. Um, Fulham and West Ham away back to back again. Like they're two sides that you never know. Um, and then they actually have Villa away the penultimate week. So if Villa are going for top four. Yeah. You never know. Um, Yeah, I'm. There's
1: definitely times there, but they've also got a lot of congestion. So when you look at like Europa League, if they continue to go through into that, which you would expect they do, they're gonna start getting really tough fixture schedule because they're gonna have Thursday European games and stuff, right? I think I've already seen some of the fixtures for Liverpool in April. Someone sent a screenshot, and it looked nuts. I don't think all of it's been um, like fully. Honestly, it was March. So you know, after we basically stopped playing because we don't have the fixture, they have like two or three more matches before the international break. So when yeah. we finish our last game, they have like two or three games in the six days after that that yeah. we're not even playing. Then their plays go to international break, then they come back. But it's like you so you could argue, oh we're not gonna play for 20 days, what the hell are we gonna do? We're gonna go out of rhythm. Go to Dubai. And you could argue that <laughs> go to Dubai exactly. Like just send them again to Dubai. Forget the international break. Call them all out of their squads and fly to Dubai instead. Let's go see the Hadibis and train again from Man city. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, trust me. It's um, I, I just love Dubai now. Like I've not been since like nearly twenty years ago. But after what it did for our club when we came back from the winter
0: break, I like I said, I'm and... I'm taking full credit. I was there in December. I want to say it was my vibes in Dubai that put Arsenal on this winning <laughs> run. <laughs> but now it's a oh, it's a I good point it. though. I think I'm just very much on the like yeah, one game at a time. But also just focus on ourselves. Like all we can, if we, all we can do beat what's in front of us we can't control what happens with liverpool and city right so just focus on ourselves win every game and i'm still confident the other two will slip up it's just more do we have the ability to not and let's start with monday which would make it seven wins in a row so um wow yeah that would be nice yeah but yeah let's hope we sustain this run but just before more we go
1: um yeah um, i was gonna say the last thing i think i obviously mentioned it when we were together on um was it wednesday when we did the obviously hopefully when the video comes out we can talk about it properly but for now like obviously just for the guys like we, we managed to join like a fan engagement thing led by arsenal.com with fans all around the world on zoom and there's like a hundred of us dialed in remotely hoping to see some players and in the end it was actually quite entertaining. and um, I didn't know Jorginho was such a funny guy and Jorginho's got Riz
0: man. He's smooth. Yeah. <laughs>
1: he was honestly so fun. Like I was like, wow, this guy is really good guy. Like I might have to get a Jorginho shirt if this a uh, huh. one year extension with a plus one comes through because it's also word of doubt on the street. But what I said that day and I still stand by it, is I feel a lot of us as Arsenal fans, last year it was such an emotional run-in, it sapped a lot of mental energy. And it was quite demoralizing at the end. And we had a similar scenario with the top four the year before. We're now in a situation where we're doing two consecutive league runs in a row. And I think I said at the time on Wednesday that like, I don't remember this happening in my recent no. memory. Like must have been two decades ago the last time we competed for two league titles in a row. And we've done this in a situation where we're only gonna keep getting better. Like it feels like we're two years into like a much bigger picture, and we're not enjoying the journey enough, is what I'm trying to get at. Like we were so Wrapped up in it last year. Now that we're in it for a second year in a row, I kind of feel like we haven't been enjoying just these matches, as you say, game by game. Enjoy the big victories, dominating performances. I think we haven't been fun since this calendar year. I think I think this calendar year we have more. But if you remember, like when we had those like three losses, like for example, there was so much head loss, and it's like all it takes is like every time there's a bad result, it's like Arteta out. Seems to trend on yeah. the timeline, and it's just when you think about it, you put yourself in the shoes of other fans of other clubs right now, and the situations they're in, like Chelsea Man United and other clubs. I just can't fathom how you can be there, and after every negative one result, it's like straight U turn into like get everyone out of the club. Like, yeah, we're, we're like on a super exciting journey, and what I'm getting at is like just enjoy it because, yeah. like, yes, we might not in the end win it, we might win nothing this year you know, we're against two very good teams, but you've got to enjoy this journey and the running. Now, this is exciting. This is what you want to be part of. You want to be involved in these battles all the way till the last day. And they are emotional and stressful situations to be in, but if you don't enjoy it, then why are we supporting the club? Yeah. Yeah. Like what was the point? If the only thing you can be happy about is at the end of the season, whether you got silverware or not, then by definition, most supporters are not happy in life because only one team wins every trophy, right? So, how many winners are there really every year in football like a few like two or three clubs in the prem win something every year so if that's not one of your clubs then like what about the supporters of every other team below the prem or all the non-league football is about like i just love watching football being entertained i love seeing the philosophy in the way we play right now it just feels like we're united as a club a fan base players everyone's together and it's like let's just go on that journey let's enjoy it and whatever happens will happen but don't get too caught up on like what you said which is worrying about the other teams and getting stressed out when they win every weekend like just don't think about them just yeah. look at us focus on us winning do what we need to do and go as far as we can do what we need to do Very if something nice, happens said. to the others it happens yeah but yeah don't focus your energies on them like focus positive energy on arsenal not negative energy on liverpool man city whoever else i just just Heads down, focus on us. Let's go get it. Enjoy the running, guys. I honestly just this is gonna be an amazing end to the season. I can feel good stuff coming.
0: Very well said. And on that note, up the Arsenal. Come on.
1: Come on, you gunners. Let's go get them.